Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Booked, the Hidden Gems author podcast in which Craig Touch and myself, Roland Hume, chat to some of the bright lights, leading figures and interesting people in this crazy world of self-publishing and writing. And today we have a very, very special guest from all the way the other side of the world. It is Juliet Banks, who writes under the pen name Juliet N. Banks best-selling author of steamy paranormal and contemporary romances we are delighted to have you Juliet. thank you so much for joining us and how are you doing today oh very good thank you so much for having me this is um a nice surprise and yeah like you say i'm over the other side of the world in new zealand and and it's summer in the middle of the day here so yeah it's great to be here and of course we wouldn't be here without the man himself craig touch the owner and founder of hidden gems and an author himself how are you doing today this uh night for you and morning for her uh, I'm great. Thanks, Roland. Yeah, thanks for, for figuring out the time zone issues today. I know, uh, and like you said, it's a bit of a surprise from, from your perspective because I reached out to you about this uh, podcast um, because, you know, we want to talk about BookBub. And BookBub is, you know, something that's really important uh, to authors. If you can get a BookBub, you know, you've pretty much made it, you know. So, <laughs> and, and your, you know, I, I stumbled across an article you had written, a blog you had written about uh, book bub for book bub. Uh, it was posted on their site. And then I saw that, you know, you've had a whole whack of book bubs yourself. You've, uh, you were saying you, you have about six of them now. So that to me makes you the book bub expert. <laughs> so we wanted to pick your brain a little bit and see if we can figure out uh, what it is that you're doing right and the rest of us are doing wrong. So <laughs> why don't you uh, start off by just telling us about your, you know, your your book bub journey so far? Yeah, I have to say, I feel very, very blessed. Um, I have had, I, I'm about to have my sixth. So in December, my sixth book bub, which is um, fantastic. And actually um, five of them have been this year. So I only started publishing in January, 2021, my first book published. And, and then in October um, of 2021, I got my first book bub and that changed everything for me. Um, going from seeing, you know, sort of three-figure sales a month to many, many more than that. And it was pretty exciting. And, and to be honest, um, am I the book bub expert? Hell no. Um, there are people that have had, you know, 30, 40, 50 book bubs. So, um, and every single one of them is different. Um, I think what has given me a head start is the fact that I have three decades of marketing experience behind me in the corporate world, um, working with, you know, big brands, small brands and everything in between. So um, I'm able to look at the BookBub application quite sometimes differently. Not that I don't want to be too, I don't want to, these are quite generalised statements, but um, I look at them as a media company and, and you know, like any of the media companies that I've advertised with any of the brands and products that I've marketed previously, I'm looking at what they want, but also doing that because we're authors, we're storytellers. Once we've got our product, then we become marketers of our of our products. So I'm doing that anyway. And of course, um, once you once you get the product that's as we say to market, then you know that you're on the right track, and BookBub's more likely to want to promote your book. That's in it in a nutshell. Yeah, and, and all of your book bubs were in um, the romance category, right? Correct. I'm a steamy romance author, so I have paranormal books and I have contemporary romance books. 
Right. So they break down their lists into a number of different genres. And I think even uh, further than that, they break it down into the subgenre of romance. Right. So uh, was that what you were in? Was it paranormal romance? Was that one of the was that the genre that the list of yours was sent to? Um, so I've had a multitude of, so I've had contemporary romance with, um, which is an, an enormous, um, category for them and the paranormal romance. And then in December, my book rabbit is in romantic suspense, which I'm pretty excited about. As I said, all of them are different. They all perform different. 99 cents. I've had a box set. I've had free. And so every single one, um, is, is quite different. And of course, I'm a, a what we call a rapid release author. So I publish a book just about every month. Uh, 10 last year and 10 this year and so every time it's different for me um, because I also have um, a, a larger backlist um, more books for sale I'll have and I, as I'm evolving as an author I'm putting more and more books up on pre-order so there's more uh, and this is quite a key um, tactic more books for those uh, book book readers to be buying through on so um, that's, and the pre-order that's... can help really stack your ranking can't it um, I'm going to be honest with you about ranking. I'm not an expert. I don't really understand how. I, I mean, I, I understand the, the basics, but um, for me, it's all about the numbers. As a wide author, so I publish across, um, you know, Apple and Barnes and Nobles and Amazon and all of them. I'm more in, interested in the money, which <laughs> sounds terrible, but we say bank over rank, and that's absolutely yeah. right. I mean. And because I'm not highly analytical, um, apart from when it comes to looking at the money coming in, um, I'm really, I'm not terribly focused on that. I really want to know if I'm performing because it, it is true. You can rank really high and, and not be banking. So at the end of the day, why are we doing it? Because we love being storytellers, but also these are, you know, this is my business now. I'm a full-time author. So I want to see the money, money coming in. <laughs> I too am deeply passionate about paying my mortgage. Yes, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, there. I, listen, there's all kinds of different authors. Some people do it for the love of it. It's a part-time thing. They just want to tell their story. Some people do it just for the money. They don't really care about the rest. And then there's, the, you know, more of the blend of what probably most of them are, where they want to tell their stories, but they also want to get paid. And there's, that's fair enough, right? I mean, yeah. especially if it's your business, especially if you're doing it full-time, that's, you don't have a day job that is paying your bills. And it's, you know, so... Yeah, and BookBub is the one that does it. So, like you said, like, and that's the experience from most of the people that I've talked to that have done BookBub is it it is changes everything. It changes, you know, you go from like you said three figures to far more than three figures. Um, and uh, contemporary romance is their biggest one. That's by far, I think, their biggest one, right? And more expensive, right? Because they they charge yes. based on the list size too, right? <laughs> That, that's correct. Yeah. I mean, the prices yeah. are on the websites, but for paranormal, yeah. I think I was paying, you know, 300 and something. But once I think the one I've just paid for is, is nearly close to 700 US dollars. Um, and then converting that to New Zealand dollars is even scarier. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it's interesting because the first one I got, you know, the you know, it's exciting when you get your book, bub, and then you sit there and look at the price. And when you're a, a you know, a baby author, as as the term is used, that's quite a commitment. Um, and and I see a lot of people sitting on the fence about whether they should apply and whether they should actually go ahead with it. Um, and if you've got all those other things that we'll, I know that we'll talk about today, um, in place, then I would say absolutely do it. 
you know, I didn't sleep for nearly two days leading up to my first book bub and um, <laughs> because I was so terrified of what was going to happen. Um, and I, I had a job. I, you know, I've, I've been a marketing manager for a long time. So it wasn't like I was, um, you know, and also depending on the income, but I was still nervous. I was like, is this going to fail? Because it kind of, it feels a little bit like D-Day. If you fail in book bub, you really have to go back and look at your, your product and go, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how many people fail with their book bubs. Uh, I doubt that they publish those numbers. But um, <laughs> but I think from from anecdotally, from what I've heard, I, I don't even think I've ever heard of anyone who was unhappy with the performance of their book bub. Um, but that also goes to the idea that they of why it's so hard to get a book bub is you can't just apply and get it. It's like you have to go through the vetting process, they decide whether you are good enough to be on their list. And I think that's why there isn't a high failure rate, because they have a good idea of what it is that their uh, that their audience is looking for. And that's the, the books that they're going to select. They're not going to select a book that, you know, that they don't think is going to do well. Yeah, I think there's, there's two ways of looking at it. Um, you, obviously, um, the downloads can be remarkable. Um and but but how you leverage that is really the key thing. So for example, my first book bub, I think I had something like forty thousand downloads, which is great. But if your back matter is not really, really great and you're getting the sales, because that was a free book bub, um, and you're not getting the sales on those other books, um, then that, you know, could be seen for the author as, you know, and not I don't want to say failure, but because you're getting, you know, there's other things. You're getting brand awareness, you're getting eyes on your books. Um, and if people love them, they'll go looking for that book. But you want to eliminate any barrier. So you want those links straight at the end of the book where they can go, yes, I'm going to buy the next one and the next one and the next one, which is the sell through that we're talking about. So so there's kind of different ways of looking at it. Um, 99 cent book, but of course, the same thing. You can get some really, really high downloads. Um, and then, as Roland said, that that ranking really, really kicks in and your book becomes very, very visible. Um, but are they buying through the next um, to the next books? And and so while the back matter is also really important, also the hook in your book, is, is there something that makes readers want the next book? So there's so many levels and layers to it. Right. I mean, you can, yeah, go ahead. No. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the, the whole, this is a business, at the end of the day, this is a business and okay, we're self-published, but that means we are all individual publishers. And when right. it comes to uh, that, I mean, the the key to me ever making money advertising was the fact that I'm not advertising book one in my series. I'm advertising every single book in my series, which is a 12 book mm. series. So I can lose money on advertising book one, but I'll make it up as long as I get enough people reading through. And that's the same. You're a very <clears throat> prolific author. You have a huge uh, back catalogue. And so, you know, BookBub is like exposing people to your writing. And then they're like, oh, my God, we love Juliet. We want more of her. Yeah, it's interesting because I was too scared to apply for a BookBub um, right in the beginning because I didn't have that many books and I was really impatient it's probably what has made me be a rapid release author because I was 33 years in corporate I wanted out I wanted to work for myself and and um, I had a very clear target um and so it was write the books you know well high quality because they you know otherwise the book rub is not going to be effective um and get as many under my belt as possible so I was very shy I think to start with and it really has been 
um, probably the middle of this year where I have been, and look, it's paying off. I've, I've you know, had three book bubs in a row, uh, August, September, October. This uh, November I haven't, December I've got another one. So um, uh, uh, the, the key thing, apply, 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 apply. And even if, you know, if, if the budget allows, even if you're not getting the sell through so much because you don't have that backlist, you're still getting brand awareness. So you think, you know, some startups, because Roland, you're right, this is a business, some startups do um, run at a bit of a loss. If you have a corporate job that's supporting you while, I do, while you're doing this, I would say, you know, apply for those for those book bubs. But also, um, you know, going back to the free thing, my, my strategy is, uh, my business strategy um Actually, side note here, um, I've been doing coaching sessions with authors and, you know, supporting me in my business growth. And one of the things I always bring up when I first talk with them is, is my business plan. And I'm very visual. So it's got all my books and the prices and so on. And a few of them said to me, no author has present, has created this for me. We are a business. Create a business plan. It doesn't have to be fancy. I've got 30 years of marketing experience, but it doesn't have to be fancy. Put something on paper that's a plan and make book bub part of it um you know like any goals that we're creating in life if we document it if we're clear on what we're trying to achieve that's really going to help and you you know you, you'll get rejections I've got rejections if you if you had a look at my book bub dashboard there's tons of rejections in there um and I just think it's a numbers game so you apply 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 yeah, and sure. you're right, you're right, you're right. I mean, I wrote 11 <laughs> books before I got my first bestseller. I think you've done good. 2001 was when you published your first novel? Yes, in January, yes. That's amazing. Wow. Good for you. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they, they, I have, um, my life is, um, has been quite um, focused on work and writing for the, for the last two years, for sure. So yeah. I don't want anyone to think that that's easy. I have, you know, my, we, we were in lockdown very heavily for a long period of time in New Zealand. So um, that helped. And, um, you know, there wasn't anything, you couldn't go anywhere. Uh, I don't know how many of your listeners know, but literally you could go to the supermarket, the pharmacy, um, the petrol station. Those were the only things open for a very, very, very long time. So it was, you know, um, I live alone with the cat, and so <laughs> it was writing. Right, right, right. Why not make a business? <laughs> so. For sure. And sorry, I think I don't know. It might have been my audio that glitched. Roland, you said 2021, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. To me, it sounded like 2001. I was like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So you've only been <laughs> she was self-publishing ten years before the Kindle was invented. <laughs> That's right. Um, so that is. I mean, it's great advice. It, you have to treat it like a business, a business plan. It, it's perfect. And I mean, it goes to the idea, like if, like you're saying, when you do the free bu- book, bub, like why would you do a free book, Bob, if, if it's like your only book, right? I mean, there's no reason to, or if you haven't really, you know, planned out, it's, it, that goes to the planning of your business. Like if somebody gets in their head that they need a book, Bob, and then they just, they have their first book and it's great. And then they put it for free and then they go on a book, Bob, and then, boom, they have a million books who cares right because it was free and now every it's over and and everyone loved it and now they just gotta sit around and wait and by the time your next book comes out they've moved on right you need something else for them to go to yeah and so in that and one of the things that i would say no matter where you are um in your author journey if you get a book bub put up pre-orders and as soon as i found out that i had the book bub for um (coughs) excuse me the second book in my um contemporary romance 
I have been working very, very aggressively with my with my designers to get two more books up on pre-order. Um, because I've got bookbubs on book one and book two, I now have got have taken it from a trilogy to now a six-book series, which is going to be announced um, and certainly will be by the time the podcast goes live. So the um, so yeah, get those pre-orders up. And someone, an, an author coach, gave me a great tip on this. Um, you know, you don't know what the book is. Um, you can sit down, sit, sit down and spend, um, and this, this is me talking, but sit down and spend a couple of hours, to, you know, working out what you think the book is. I'm a, um, what they call a pantster, so I sort of plot and sort of pantster somewhere in between. But you just, you know, put up a temporary cover. You can, um, you know, put a, a very basic blurb up there. If people love your book, they actually will pre-order it. And then you can go on and tweak it as it gets closer to the time. The only risk with this, if you haven't got momentum as an author and you don't know your schedule and you don't know how long it takes you to write a book, um, what I would say is push it out, push the date as far out as you think is realistic. You don't want to go too far. 2025 might put all, put readers off. But, uh, but you can bring a pre-order date um, earlier, forward, backwards, I never know which one's right, um, and Amazon will let you do that. That won't let you push it out more than 30 days. Um, and I've also just with COVID had I've had COVID recently, so that messed my schedule up. So I've um, had some <clears throat> um, frantic conversations with them to push some books out for next year. So don't do that. That's actually that can be highly stressful. So be realistic about those. But you want you want to give yeah. If you get a if you get a book bub and you've only got one book, get up two or three um, pre orders, and that's uncomfortable for some for some authors to do. I get that, but it's it's a good tactic and. So when you do that, when you um, do some pre-orders, uh, so you have your book, Bob, regardless of whether it's free or not, in a sense, I don't think that they let you do anything higher than that, right? It's uh, is it is it ninety nine cents the highest that you can go with a book, Bob? No, you can go one ninety nine and two ninety nine, oh. and okay. from what I've observed, and like I say, I've only been in the industry a couple of years, it tends to be the traditional. Um, authors that are doing that and because the cost is actually substantially more um and <clears throat> and i think also the reality is that people are used to paying a little bit more quite a bit more for a traditional book so when they're in bookbub space when they open their email they're looking for a really great deal um so a traditional uh, ebook that is usually 9.99 or 12.99 um making these prices up but is um at, at, so then a bookbub 1.99 or 2.99 deal is a great deal but for me my books are usually priced around 5.99 um so get, giving them a 2.99 deal is probably not going to be what they're looking for and that's just that's the mentality of the consumer when they're in bookbub that's not necessarily true for other paid promotional places or on Amazon or bookstores, but in BookBub space, when you open that, you want a really great deal. Yeah, it seems like the the uh, consensus is if you want to be successful in BookBub, you have to be offering a deal. And it's funny, my dad reads a, a book a week, and he's he's always opening up BookBub saying like, "Oh, I got this one for ninety nine ninety nine pence." <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and it's that's interesting. You have to have like that that thing of why you've got a, a deal, why it's a good buy. So yeah. if you if you put yours at ninety nine cents, um, and then you have your pre orders, your pre orders are at the full five ninety nine. Is that right? Yeah. And so, how are you seeing? Like, what what kind of like percentage of of people are you seeing um, pre ordering at 
from a book bub, like, uh, you know, X amount are, are downloading it for 99 cents. And then how much of a percentage of that is moving on to the, the 599 full amount and, and even how many are looking and buying back matter for, for regular price as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a hard question to answer only purely because, as I said, every book bub is different. So, um, and every series is different. So it always changes. Um, I think the sell through from free to the second book is, from what I understand, the industry averages between two to three percent. Um, from a paid, say, five ninety nine to five ninety nine, is somewhere around the forty five to fifty percent mark. So that's what you should be looking for. Um, I have had some really great luck. I've had up to eight percent from free to my second book with some of my book bubs, um, and I know I'm not unique in that. <clears throat> but that's those are sort of industry standards that you should be looking for. Um, my I had one book bub was a 99 cent box set and those are absolute gold. Um, I didn't know it was every, every book bub that I have is new to me still. And, and so I did get, you know, told I should try for a list run. Um, but again, I think it was, it was pretty pricey from memory. I think it was about five or $600. And, um, and I was sort of like, oh, that seems like quite a lot. I think I'll just stick with this. But in hindsight, it, it actually performed incredibly well. I think, what did I, did I write down? I didn't write down that I couldn't figure out the downloads for that. Sorry, um, but it it was um, many, many, many thousands, and yeah, it was that was pretty exciting because, of course, it was my first one that was actually a um, a, a paid or ninety nine cent book bub as opposed to free. So it was amazing seeing those numbers accumulating. Because um, you're actually getting paid. You get it paid, and I mean it's thirty five cents. So I know you know it, you have to go through a little bit of a. Um, a counseling session with yourself because you're like, I'm giving away four books for, you know, 35% um, royalty on um, 99 cents. So, you you know, but but this is the thing about BookBub, until you've experienced one and actually, you know, for me, my BookBubs go live at three in the morning. So I have to stay awake to make sure that all the book re- retailers don't change the price. And then I have to go to sleep knowing that the numbers are starting to dribble in. And I'm, you know, it's not a very good sleep. So I usually wake up about six or seven o'clock in the morning and quickly log on and um, start looking at, you know, the thousands and thousands of downloads. I mean, my my contemporary novel, um, book one, which was free in September, that's a billionaire romance. And the contemporary romance space, as we said, that's the biggest category. And um, I had over a period of, I, I can't remember, but let's say a, a four or five or six days, 75,000 downloads on that book. And it hit the number one of the entire um, Amazon um, store, not New Zealand, <laughs> US. And I, that was that was mind-blowing, 75,000 downloads. Wow. I mean, I just and that, never was, and that was the ninety-nine cent one. That one no, was that, was a, that one. was a free contemporary. Yeah. Um, yeah, the billionaire romance. So but that is um, amazing. I mean, think of that: seventy-five thousand people, individual people, people like you and I, people yeah. sitting at home, and they're like, Juliet N. Banks will download her. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's, you know, and even if you um, get the low end, you know, the like two percent, right? You know, that's still, um, you know. 1500 sales right yeah of your, of your 599 then so it's yeah. you know that's not a, a bad proposition of and then even with the 500 you know okay i'm giving away a book for 
35 cents, it's got four books in it and it cost me $500 to, to run it or whatever, but you had thousands of downloads, right? So that as well was, was pure profit because, you know, Yep. And, and they, they do they pay they pay for themselves pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um it can it can take six hours or two days, just depending. And different times of the year, um, you know, they will perform differently. Um what I'm seeing, I had a I had a book club. Oh well that one, that one was on um, September eleven. So you, you can imagine I was like, Holy smokes, is this a bad idea? But you can't, it's very hard and, and not a good idea to say no to a book bub. You don't want to do that to them anyway if you've applied. Um, if you haven't necessarily got what you've asked for, you, you could probably, but I wouldn't go saying no to them unless you've got a really, really good reason. Um, you don't want them to get mad at you and then never take yeah. your books again, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that took a little while, September 11, that, was, that started really slow, that one, and I was getting really, really nervous. Um, but then over the next couple of days, that you know, seventy five thousand downloads. I mean, gosh, that's just that's actually that's really huge. Well, even so, on a book, even on a, a free book, you think of the way that will filter into all of the also bought's on um, Amazon. Do you think the people are going to leave reviews? I know it's like half a percent of people who leave reviews. But when you've got seventy five thousand people, yeah, that's significant, and that's. And reviews, every single review you get just increases your convertibility for your book. So that's, I mean, right. that's whopping. It, it, it is whopping. It is, you know, you sit there and you go, well, okay, January last year, I published my first book. Did I ever think that anybody would, um, that 75,000 people would download? And, and look, I haven't looked at the numbers. It's probably far more. But the other thing with that one is that I didn't, I only had book two available for purchase. Book three was actually not published yet. I was still editing book three at the time, finishing writing and editing it. Um, I actually brought the date closer, so I tightened it even tighter. But I also put up book four because I was like, I want as many, um, you know, as many sales to be captured in that time. And I think as a as a new author, there is a comfort in knowing. I think I've got like five or six, maybe even seven books on pre order right now, right and through until about June next year. And there's a comfort in seeing those pre-orders and knowing that there's secure income with those. I mean, people can cancel them for sure, but they generally don't. Uh, you get the odd one or two. So for me, I just wanted to capture as, as many as I could. And now, like I say, with the second book both coming up in December, um, I've added even more books. So that that series is, is really um, surprisingly um you know, doing really, really well. I honestly, everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, you're a paranormal romance author. You've got a stick in your lane. And I was like, but I want to write these books. And I, I, you know, we have characters come to us and, and, and I just was, yeah, I kind of like breaking rules. I was like, I'm a steamy romance author. Does it really matter? I mean, I'm not going to go, you know, I'm a marketer as well. So I'm not going to go down the, the historical romance lane. That's too far. But I was like, no, it's, you know, sexy hot men that's what people are reading my books for <laughs> so right sure you so guys when you, when you put your pre-orders up are those at 5.99 or at 9.99 cents no no i never put pre-orders up for a sale price um i have i'm actually launching a um a, a shifter romance book and i have um dipped it down to 3.99 for for the launch period um there's technical reasons for that, but this is that's I haven't done that since sort of early days. But um, but uh, yeah, so especially with a, a series that's obviously got that many and um, that much sell through. This is this is a new series um, that is actually key to my 
to my marketing plan, I think, is whereas the billionaires are a little bit like, I'm just going to throw it out there and see what happens. Um, but, I mean, that's amazing to stack up the pre-orders on a five ninety nine book based off oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's huge because when you're talking 70% of five ninety nine, then you're talking some – that's beer money, that is – it's it, yeah. yeah no it's pretty exciting and I I actually c- couldn't believe um how many pre-orders I've got for the one that I'm launching in March in fact I was going to launch it in May and then I was like no no let's bring it forward because I I know you know the, the likelihood of people pre-ordering more and more especially with this second book bub if it's March that doesn't seem so far away May sort of feels like well into next year I kind of always try and put myself into a into consumer or readers as we call them, um, shoes and go, how, how does this feel for me? And you're getting a sense when you're in your readers group and, you know, and, and social media where people are going, I can't wait for this now. It feels so long, you know, or, you know, just, you can get a sense or, or do a poll in your group, you know, would you like this earlier? I mean, this is the thing I talk to my readers. I'm really close with them and I think, you know, and, and I love them and I love talking to them and I love the excitement. And that, I think that sells books, but also, it's research, it's constantly thinking, market research, what are they thinking, what do they want? So there's a two sides to it. Now, do you feel comfortable sharing some of the figures you've got for, like, your pre-orders? Um, you can say no, that's fine. <laughs> do I want to do that? I think I won't. Um, no, no, that's, that's, that's fair enough, that's absolutely yeah. fine, I totally yeah. understand that. And no, there's but she said, what? like, I mean, you know, like on one of them, there was an 8%, you know, and, and that was really high. And so, and you've only had the one, it was the box set that was at 99 cents, right? The rest were all free. And no, the, um, so what I've got it written here, the first one was free. The second one was free. The third one was the box set, which was the 99 cent. Um, then the contemporary romance in September was free. And then in October, I had a 99 cent one for my vam- one of my vampire books, and it was actually book six. Now, that one, I have to say, um, and this is, you know, this is, this is where it gets really hard to, you know, say, well, I think, I don't think it did as well as I was hoping. Um, whereas, you know, there was thousands of downloads of that book. So great. But I was, I was hoping for a better result. Um, because book one, the freebie hadn't been promoted for a long time. So I was hoping that there would be, you know, a really huge impact on the whole series. Um, but I think what's happening is, um, is that, the, you know, this this series has had quite a lot of book bubs. And so, you know, especially with the, uh, with the box set, they've already got one, two, three, and four. So I had great um, sell through for the, uh, I've got nine books in that series now. So that was great. So it was book six, um, but, but I didn't get the pick up in the, in the um, earlier books that I was really hoping. So now, are these books um, standalone? Uh, no, they are. They're, they're standalone in the respect that there's a happy ever after and for every couple and there's a different couple, but there is a, an overarching storyline that you can, but you, but you right. get more value so, with reading the whole thing. So, I mean, wouldn't that ha- be part of why is you know putting up book six isn't going to do as well because what if yeah. people haven't read the other ones, right? So, yeah, yeah that's always going to be an issue. It's always hard to market in the middle of a series if they're not completely standalone. Yeah, and actually, that 
that goes to why um, one of my last books in that series, uh, it's not a, it's not a completed series, but it's, it's the, called The Vampire's Wolf. And I created that as a new entry point because it, basically everything I'm thinking for the most part is how will this work in BookBub? Because it is such a great revenue generator. Um, it's an essential part of your marketing plan if, you know, if your books um, match what they're looking for and so I wanted a new entry point and, and not just because they will like it but because it will work for me so as much as you know I mean it was great my income you know shot up quite high that in, in October and I'm incredibly grateful for it it was a learning so okay this didn't work as well so I probably won't go and apply with those books but the vampire wolf I'm going to go for that in a few months because I know it's a new starting point I can actually call that out in the book description and on the bookstores which I which I do and so when readers click through and see that um they will um they will then make hopefully a different decision. Um, and that could actually even be, a, you know, a good 99 cent one, um, or it could be a freebie. And that was the um, the next series, which I mentioned, which is the, the Wolf series, the Shifter series. So that one is the, I don't know what the technical term is, but the kicking off point into that series. Um, the entry so, point. Oh, there we go. There you go. The entry point for that. Uh, but it's also not an essential, by the way, if anyone's thinking reading it. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I think one of the things that's right, you've got six book bub deals. I think one of the things that's very clear about that is you hit the mark right out of the gate, which, to be honest, is kind of astonishing. If you started publishing in 2021 and you were getting book bub deals, I mean, schmucks like me, you know, have been chasing book bub <laughs> deals for years. So yeah. to get one straight out of the gate. But then you look at your books, The Vampire Lover, The Vampire Prince, The Vampire Protector and stuff, and it's like they everything about them is very clearly on point. Now you say you have a marketing background. How much of that came? I mean, how did you end up producing something like the vampire assassin straight out of the gate, knowing it was, I mean, it, it's, it's really solid. How did you know how to build that? Um, I don't truly know the answer to that. I, I'm a, I, I'm a reader first. I think, you know, um, I'm I'm not 21, and no offence to 21-year-olds, but I have, you know, a, a few years under my belt and 30 years of marketing experience. And I think I've, I've always written, I've always been a storyteller. I did publish a book with Random House in 2013, which was a non-fiction book and uh, something, Another Life, when I was a marketer. And that gave me some experience of dealing with obviously one of the top publishers in the world, um, and and I, so I kind of understood the process a, a tiny bit. Um, then I, I spent twenty twenty studying. I built my group. I, I studied the market, and um, I knew I loved doing it. And I had decided once I was sharing some of my stories with my readers, that's it. I'm going to do it. So, like I say, I put a business plan in place. And one of the things which I know that authors are going to hate me saying this, but I'm just going to say it, the whole um, creator cover to compete with indie authors, not traditional authors, to me, it, that's not true at all. Um, when you go into the supermarket, you don't um, you don't have a section for small business owners and then the, the big guys. You know, everything's on the same shelf. When you open your book pub, there's traditional authors and there's indie authors in there. So you want to have the best cover. Um, and not be competing with indies. You're competing with readers' time and their focus. That's your competition. 
So, and in those spaces, whether it be on Amazon and BookBub, on Hidden Gems, whatever it might be, that you look, you're all mixed in together. Sometimes, some places more than others. So you want to have the best covers. And I guess for me, I was like, I want to have the sexiest, hottest guy. And, and I'm very visual. So I had a, a very clear vision what I wanted the book to look like. I wanted it to be high quality and so on and so forth. Um, and that's, you know, I want to say half the job. It's about, it's a quarter of the job because then your your book description has to be absolutely on the mark. Now, that was um, probably one of my weaknesses, I'll be honest, even though I'd done copywriting as a marketer, I'd also had a lot of people doing these things for me. So I would write them and they were pretty bad. So I did a lot of learning. I read some books and I studied indies and traditional um, book, book blurbs or book descriptions and just wrote a whole ton. And then, you know, getting feedback and, and just I mean, I've written, I don't know, 50 of the damn things now. <laughs> I don't love them. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, that that's the right attitude. People, as they go to read a book or buy a book, they're not thinking, is this an indie author? I only want to read trad published thought. Like, they don't know, right? And yeah. and you don't want them to know. You don't want to... You don't want to produce a book that looks like it, it was an indie book. I mean, no, there's no offense there to indies, but you don't you don't want to look like you did this in on you know in your on your computer you know with a rudimentary uh, skill set of uh, you know pulling off uh, uh, fonts from you know Canva you know doing it in paint and you know, right. you know people you don't want people to be like oh yeah clearly he did this himself like that's going to put them off because then they're going to think you know, that doesn't look super professional. Maybe the writing's not super professional, right? It could be the best book in the world, but if you haven't packaged it right, then people aren't going to ever know that because they're not going to buy it. So, so you're not, you want to, you want to compete with all the books, be the best, uh, you know, as best as you can do. And hopefully, you know, and that's some people aren't thinking, I mean, unless they know the name, they're not, they won't know anyways. They're not going to know who published you. They're just, unless they know that your name is somebody famous, Otherwise, they're just, I don't know all the names of all the famous writers or all the non-famous writers, right? I just see a book. It looks interesting. I'm going to buy it, right? But so what? do you have any, um, you know, tips for for authors that are trying to get a book bub, um, you know, how to optimize their chances of, of doing that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's it's kind of boring because it is, it's, and it feels really repetitive, but it's the same thing. It's like, make sure your cover is amazing. Um, you know, go and I, I, do your research, go on <clears throat> onto Amazon, um, go onto Apple, go into Barnes and Nobles, go into Google, go into all of them, not just Amazon, and look at all the covers. Have a look at, um, you know, covers. I, oh, it's funny, on the on the, the BookBub um, site where I, I I did the um, the article. I say, you know, don't don't look on don't look on Instagram, but but do look on there because you can also see you know the good and the bad, um, and just understand the market. So check get get your book, get a really good uh, book designer, um, and and just make sure the cover designer, sorry, and just make sure that that is a hundred percent and get feedback. But don't ask your mum and don't ask your best friend, don't ask your dad, especially if it's a steamy cover. <laughs> um, and um, you know, just you know, reach out to authors. Authors just have blown my mind by how supportive they are of each other. Um, so, you know, just, you know, feel, be brave, reach out, ask, don't take too much time because we're all ridiculously busy. Um, and there are some groups, I think, that you can put covers into on Facebook and just get some feedback. Um, have thick skin. Remember, like, I've got really, 
really emotionally attached to my covers to begin with. And then I realized that actually by the time you've done 20, you're just like, as long you're just like, yep, no, yep, no. (laughs) So covers, majorly important. Um, Like I say, the book description, there are heaps of books um, by other authors or copywriters. So just one thing on that. Book blurb, your book blurb is a completely different style of writing to story novel writing. It's copywriting as opposed to storytelling. So go and literally spend hours online and look at not your friends' books or whatever, but your favorite authors and these top, the top 100 books. Read the traditional and indie authors. and, and study them and then there's like literally I think I invested $9.99 or maybe it was $15.99 on some blurb writing books Um there's a couple of really good ones that you know just they only took me a couple of hours maybe I spent a couple of weeks reading through them when I had some spare time and just played and then just shared them with people and just give me feedback and it was it's harsh no it's terrible it's hard to hear but at the end of the day do you want to sell books or do you not do you want a book bubble do you not um and then your book. I mean, please, please, please edit your books. There's been some interesting debates that I have read about this. Um, you can't edit your own book. I mean, for good, I just had, you know, terrible COVID, brain fog. I couldn't concentrate. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying hallelujah and preach to that. Right. <laughs> because we don't, as indie authors, we are, <clears throat> many of us are creating extraordinarily amazing quality books. Um, and we don't want... You know, we've all been on Goodreads and TikTok and seen all the criticism about I won't read indie authors because, you know, mistakes in the books and stuff like that. Well, none of us want that. Um, you, if you if you want this to be your business, invest in a good cover, invest in the time writing a really good book, invest in a, an editor, get that blurb right. You're not going to get it right. It doesn't have to be perfect, but do your best. And, uh, you know, I see people talking about budgets. I get it. Like, you know, if you've got a budget, you've got a budget. Wait six months, save up, because otherwise you're going to go through this experience of launching a book. It's going to fail. You won't get the reviews and all those sort of things. And it's going to hurt and you're going to think you failed. But invest in, 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 in there's different price editors out there. Without those editors, I tell you, I couldn't be publishing the book that I have right now because with that COVID fog, I just could not focus. And I apologize. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a mess. Um, you know, and now I'm really proud of it. So I think even if even if you are like super switched on, you can't edit your own book. You You're can. too close to it. You, you physically can't. Or you. I mean, it's you literally I, I think I have fun when I get my manuscripts back from my editors because I just laugh at the stuff that I've you know the things that I've written it's you know oh my goodness you just you just go can I even write (laughs) (laughs) well you know it's it's interesting I mean it's it sounds like all the things that you're saying that you need to do to optimize for bookbub are the same things that we've always been preaching in all of our podcasts and all and our blogs and and all that stuff and and through our services that we offer like I mean you know Roland is is our one of our blurb writers uh, and that's one of our most popular services it's all the same things that we say to do for um, to sell your book right it's like Make sure you're writing a great yeah. cover. Make sure your blurb makes sense for your subgenre. Make sure, you know, like all those same things are uh, what sell your book yeah. and that's what gets you on the book, Bob, too, right? And I think, so, and I think the most important thing uh, on top of, you know, when you've got those right is applying. Um, 
And, and, and so, yeah, apply. So many people just don't apply. If you think you've got those right, apply, apply, apply. Now, would, you apply, apply. would you apply more than once for the same book? So what you can do if you apply for a free and you don't get that, you can apply for a 99 cent um, if it's right for your business strategy um, straight away. Uh, then you have to wait one month before you can apply again. Yeah, um, for the same book, but you can apply for a different book. Uh, you can apply. I applied for uh, a, I applied for a book bub when I had one running already, and and that's how I got my consecutive ones. I didn't know that you could do that. So, okay, so the so the thirty day uh, break is is for the same book. To they don't want to, but you can you can do other books every day, every week, you know, whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, if they're going to be smart about that, they're not going to put um, Juliet in banks and, you know, every two weeks. Um, right, no, but, no, I mean, right. assuming they're not even taking it. Like, if they said no to, to book oh, one, right. you could, like, the next day, put book to try a different book. And That's no, correct. Yeah. And if you right. do have lots of books, you actually have an author friend, I'm not disorganized, but I have an author friend who has a, a spreadsheet and she literally has a schedule of when she can apply. Um, and I'll probably have to start doing that because now with 20 books, it's it's starting to get scrolling through all the applications and working out when I've done it and when I haven't. But I would say just keep applying because the thing is you never know when they're going to do it. There's also trends. What I would say is if you don't open BookBub every single day and look at it at least three or four times a week and have a look at what's going on. When um, when there is um, Bridgerton um, come about to be released or released, there's very heavily a historical trend that they're looking for. So if you've got historical books, apply, apply, apply. But how, what's the lead time, like from when you apply to when you get the, the BookBub? Is it a long period of time? Uh, I see what you're saying. So when it actually goes live? Yeah. Um, it can be different. It's generally uh, between two and three weeks is what I found. So you do have a bit of time to do some time. Well, yeah, I was just thinking that that's what I'm getting at is like if you're trying to follow the trend, you see all of a sudden, you know, there's historical and you apply with your historical and then it's two weeks later, three weeks later that you get it. Is that trend still going to be hot? I mean, hopefully it is. Hopefully the trends last that long. But <laughs> yeah. But the, the trends do t- tend to be quite long. Bridgerton has a has a long tail, and, and I'm talking about that one because I don't have historical books. So as soon as they start focusing on Bridgerton, I'm like, oh, there goes my book bad days for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the, the key there is that you don't need to, just because they reject you uh, or for, for one book doesn't mean that that book is not right for them they'll never take it you can you can just do it again right because they have a lot of books and and they're saying no to probably more than they're saying yes to and it just comes to you know when you applied was there just better ones that they picked um and then next time when you apply for that same books yours is going to be the best of the of the time of the ones that they got at that time right so that that's how you sort of play the numbers that way Oh, if I knew the answer to that, I think I'd probably be um, incredibly um, popular. But I, I, it, it, I would say, don't it, look. I don't. Nobody loves rejection. I have a real thing with rejection. So I, I really struggled in the beginning. I was like, that bit, my books aren't good enough, and I was a new author. I just, yeah, just don't worry about it. It's they, they have 
I don't know how many, but they're, they're, they're getting thousands of applications. And if you look at having worked in corporate, I, and I really had to have a good old talk to myself, you just have to imagine, you know, the emails or the, the meeting that they have, right, this week we're looking for this, 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 or this month we're looking for this and this. It's not personal. They're just looking for key things. And so study those, um, study those, those emails, but just making, but the best thing you can do is really just look at your market and, and just create the best book. If you're, you know, take my billionaire books, for example, I mean, they're, they're absolutely on market and that's why they are taking them. As soon as I apply, they take them straight away. I've had no rejections from that series whatsoever. And um, it's because they just look exactly like what readers are looking for and are buying with some of those top billionaire authors, billionaire romance authors. So, um, you know, that was that was exactly what I what I've done. The, and the other thing is, once you get it, then, you know, you need to have a strategy on how to how to leverage that and decide whether you want to do stacking and do other paid promotions or whether you want to run um, it on its own. And I would say if it's your first one and you're not going for a list run, then <laughs> then um, I would go um, and just let it run by itself so you can see how it performs because it's actually, that's actually really, really good data. Um and then some of your future, if you do get a 99 cent box set, I would say try for a list run. And one of the key things you want to do with that, apart from obviously buying other paid advertising on or around that date, and I'm not an expert in list runs because I haven't done one before, um, but is swapping with authors. So building those relationships with other authors in your genre um, is really, really important. And doing swaps, newsletter swaps any time of the week, any week, any any year is a, is a good thing because your readers are their readers. So, um yeah, there's a there's a ton of things you can do, but that back matter <clears throat> back matter is is key. Getting those pre orders up. Are you going to do other advertising swapping? Um, there's a lot of, I think there's some good um, tips on you know what else to do on some on on Bookbub. But you know, going and talking to if you're with Draft to Digital, fill out their promotion form, tell them you've got a Bookbub. Go to Kobo or Google or App and tell them tell them you've got a Bookbub. What else? You know, just let them know because sometimes they will put your books um, into promotional spaces because obviously uh, it's going to sell sell more for them. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, your social media. Tell your social, tell your audience first. Um, and they want to get all your sales um, out of the way. So again, you can see how your book perform, has performed. So I tell my newsletter, I tell my social media, I tell my Facebook group, I tell Instagram, um, I tell everyone about two or three days beforehand. Um, and then the, one of the final things I would say is I see people doing on BookBub, they, they put their book free or 99 cents and then they just like two or three days later, they turn it off. Um, don't do that. Keep it. Keep it because, you know, the ranking and banking both are very, very effective um, because of some of You know, I would think I would think it's almost like so if you do a uh, not necessarily a free, but if you ran a 99 cent book bub and it and it does rank. Right. Um, you get a lot of sales. It pushes you up. My feeling would be to switch the price as soon as I could to $3.99, $4.99, $5.99. Because when people see it in the rank, they are going to see that it's ranked really high at that price. They can't tell that it got there at 99 cents because of a book bub. So you might be losing out on some of those book bub people that are stragglers that didn't open the email till later, but you're then getting the higher price sales 
um, from the people that are seeing you on the top lists because you got you rank so high. But I don't know. That's my feeling, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I look at it differently. I go, yeah. I want the 1,000 people that are going to buy it at 99 cents or 2.99 or whatever, as opposed to the seven or eight people that are going to buy it at 3.99. Well, I would I would like to think it's more than seven or eight, but I don't yeah. know. Like, I mean, when you hit, like, if that pushes you up into the top 10 of your list, I would like to think that organic sales at that point are going to take over and you're going to get a ton of people. Like, you don't know. That's the problem, right? Like, you don't know. You were talking about how, like, the sales might go for, for a couple days, right? But, but BookBub's put out another email the next day. So your day two sales might be coming organically because people are seeing yeah. you so high up on the list. And if you had changed the price, yes, you would have got less, but would you have gotten enough less that you would have made uh, less money? I don't, I mean, I don't know, but, but my, yeah. my thing would be like flip that price as at least, Hey, if I was getting six book bubs a year, I'd probably be experimenting a little bit. If I got one, I'd be like, whatever everyone says I should do, I'll just do. <laughs> but, yeah. But, if, but, if, but yeah. I guess, I mean, to be honest, I think, <clears throat> um, uh, so f- firstly, book bu- 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 readers will open their their emails. You know, I don't know st- statistically what the how many days, but they are opening them um, for days later. And you can see that with your with your downloads. You know, it does dip and it and it sort of does this. It, it doesn't just go like this. So it's not a one day thing. The other thing is that when you keep it at that price, it stays up on the BookBub website and they get a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic. I mean, they really have millions of people going onto their websites. Um, so so you, you see, you're sort of seeing sort of that over, you know, four or five days, but it's still very, very, very high compared to when you turn it off. It's, um, you know, it's literally like turning a tap off as soon as you, as soon as you take the, you put the price back to full price, it comes off the BookBub website as well. So all of a sudden your book is invisible again, apart from that ranking. And to your point, then the next BookBub kicks in the next day, the newsletter, and then someone else is going up there and then it, and, and those books are, and next day and next day, and they're just pushing your book down. So by keeping it at a discounted price, you're staying up there. And and I think this is, you know, having a backlist does help because you're getting the sell through and the sales because really even at a 99 cents, it's still a lost leader. So free, you know, it's a loss. A 99 cents is a loss leader. You're using it as a tool. I look at the money I get from the book that's 99 cents as the cherry on the top. What I'm, what I'm using that book for is to get the sales into these other books. And, um, and so that's yeah, why it, I just go like it's ninety. And to be honest, BookBub is favoring ninety nine cents over free right now. And I don't know if that's a fact, but that's what I'm seeing um, in my experience. And so I just go look. It could be free. It could be ninety nine cents. And great, you know, you don't get quite as much buy through because you're not getting the same volume for free. But that's that's yeah, how I use it. I think from that perspective, from the, you know, from the idea that people are buying your other books, then it makes more sense to keep it for longer at a lower price and push out more copies for sure. Yeah, I guess, you know, the strategy I was thinking of is probably more when you're looking at the sales for that one specific book, maybe pushing up and getting a little bit more money out of less sales. Um, but if you're trying to, if you have, especially if you have a big catalog and you have some good read through, then it probably makes more sense to just move more copies. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, now I, I hate to say it, but we've reached the top of the hour. I think Craig, I want to have Juliet back because 
some of the the stuff you've done with the way you've packaged it all together. I think that we've established that's the key to why you were getting book pub deals again and again and again is because you put together a really solid package. So I'd love to spend another hour talking to you about that. And then there's another hour we could spend talking to you about pre-orders, I think. I don't know about... <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Pre- pre-orders, <laughs> yeah, pre-orders are an interesting thing. I, it's it's a it's a strategy that I've used heavily, and actually, I need to balance it out because I'm not promoting my books enough after they've launched. Oh. So, so it's it's a learning curve for me still with that. But definitely, yeah, pre-orders for the last two years have been a, a strong um, strategy. And I'd yeah love to come back and talk to you guys again um, when you invite me. Thank you for having me today. Oh, well, well, okay. So as we wrap things up, first of all, Juliet, where can people find your books? Um, everywhere. I'm a wide author. So Apple, Barnes and Nobles, Google, um, Amazon, um, Kobo. Uh, but if you want an easy place to go straight away, www.julietbanks, so J-U-L-I-E-T-T-E-Banks.com. That's my website. And um, yeah, they're all, they're all on there. That is wonderful. Well, obviously, we'll drop a link down below in the, the description. Craig, before we wrap up, do you have anything uh, you want to add? No, I mean, I think we're we're, we're already uh, longer than the normal, which is a testament to the fact that, I mean, like you said, there's so much here to, to talk about. And uh, I agree. We'll, you know, we'll definitely have you back on. Um, and, um, you know, everybody who's going to listen to this who doesn't already have a book bub is, I'm sure we're taking notes and they're going to be sending out their uh their applications tomorrow so absolutely so we might, we won't, we we might won't be harder back releasing this until we've also submitted our book books <laughs> that's what i was going to say it might be harder now for her to get like book book seven and eight you know. <laughs> hopefully not but i wish everybody luck mm-hmm. you know i think there's more than enough for everybody for sure that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Juliet. And um, if you are watching this uh, on YouTube or if you're listening as a podcast, please make sure to give Juliet some love. Leave a comment down below. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And we are so delighted to have had you here, Juliet. We uh, hope to see you back again soon. And we'll be back next week with another guest and another episode of Fully Booked. So stay tuned until then. Cheerio.